Whoops, welcome back to Radio Gray. Uh, I'm Joe, uh, one of your intrepid hosts. I'll be your Jen for this evening. Oops, we did it again. We made another show. <laughs> God damn it. I was trying to not go that route, but I knew it was inevitable. Uh, hey, everybody, welcome back to another installment of our bi-weekly uh, infotainment sure, podcast. Sure. It's a general discussion show where we go over a lot of things, just kind of talk this and that. And, uh, of course, I want to say just right off the top, I'm trying to be better about this. Uh, we owe our thanks to KBSR for having us on the network. And uh, make sure that you don't get it twisted and come after KBSR for any shit that we talk here. It doesn't really represent anybody else on the network or Do any of the please come for us. fine listeners. Come for us at weirdtryingshow at gmail.com. Uh, cowards. And uh, get on our uh, Instagram. It's uh, Radio Gripe TX is our handle. And, uh, yeah, check us out there and, uh, hit us up. In fact, uh, I've got a, got a little bit of a call to action that'll get a little, little bit too later, but yeah, enough about that. Hey, let's open up the show. What's up, Jen? How you doing? Remember when I tried to get controversial to court, uh, some controversy and feedback and which time that all shelter dogs should be slaughtered and consumed as food? I vaguely remember that did you say that i did yeah i was very sincere about that statement yeah i had to search my memory uh and that came to nothing because people don't care about dogs um yeah it's a it's a fucking shame and a travesty and i almost don't believe it's real that people (laughs) wouldn't care about dogs but i mean the evidence is on the fucking table here yeah it's it's spread out on the table like a feast Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we uh we did get um an email over the period from from our last episode a couple of weeks ago, I'll go ahead and uh, do that. Mention that first. Yeah, uh, we got it from uh, Sarah. Can we play the mailbag sting? Let's make a mailbag sting. Yeah, we got an email from Sarah, longtime listener. Woo-hoo. Multiple time emailer. Uh, Shout out to my girl. <laughs> uh, Sarah was asking about uh, an episode that we did recently where we used a song called I Like Turtles. And yes. it's a, uh, yeah, it's, it's a cut on, you know, the kid uh, from that newscast all those years ago. Uh, so what Sarah had said was, what is that song and how did you find it? I think basically I was going for something about, I was searching something related to zombies, right? And the artist of this song is called Zombies Organize. There, there are exclamation points in there. And the name of this, the name of the track is I Like Turtles, as you might expect. Uh, yeah, I was searching for something about zombies and it just came up and it wasn't what I was looking for, but it served, a, it fit in perfectly. It fucked. And have you have you heard the uh, the new single, Corn? No, you haven't heard Corn yet. It's about chicken on a corn. No, it's just corn. We'll throw we'll throw a little bit. It's it's like people have been duetting it on TikTok. It's it's a kid at the county fair who is really enjoying his corn. Okay, and he's the new he's the new I love turtles kid. Come on, this kid is so fucking cute, y'all. What do you like about corn? It's cold. A big corn that knocks. It has the juice. It has the juice. It has the most beautiful thing. It's cold. I can tell you all about it. I mean, look at this thing. 
we all? He's he's eating a lote or something. Maybe it's just corn on a stick. He's just eating corn. Might on just a be stick. corn. It's. I mean, it's all corn. We know it has it. butter on it because that's part of what makes it so good. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got different ways to use corn, but at the end of the day, it's still always corn. You know, mm-hmm. it's not as transformative of uh, like our good friend the potato. Uh, I was talking about potatoes with Sean earlier. I miss him. Um, you, no, you miss it. I miss potatoes. Oh, you miss potatoes? Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I saw Sean literally a couple hours ago when we were talking about <laughs> potatoes. Uh, but yeah, potatoes. so uh, there's there's one of our uh, listeners uh, that decided to engage, like, you know, a, a civilized human might. Thank you, Sarah. And I will send you a personal link to that banger. Yeah. But uh, beyond that, uh, let's, uh, you know, let's break the ice, as it were, with our headspace for this week. So my headspace is kind of stupid, but I'm still going to show it off. I was, I've been thinking about a couple of nearly identical large black birds. I saw an infographic earlier that is helpfully, uh, gonna, gonna help you to identify a crow versus a raven. Nice. Um, we're gonna leave rooks right out of it because that's, let's not overcomplicate things. No, man, this ain't about them. But, uh, so, and Joe, you, you've got a couple of, uh, birds tattooed on your bod. Um, now those crows are ravens. Dems is ravens. Uh, they are, I will, I will go ahead and say it. They are in reference to the, uh, ravens of Norse, uh, mythology, mm-hmm. Odin's ravens, Hugin and Munin, uh, thought and memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that I am of Norse descent or like trying to, you know, be, have that as part of my identity yeah, or he's, anything. He's pretty white though. I mean, it's not exactly appropriate. Well, I mean, yeah. no, my thing is that, uh, in where I'm from in New Mexico, we would see, I don't think they were ravens, but they might have been. It was hard for me to get close enough up to them to really tell. But mm-hmm. we we would see just massive numbers of them every winter um, when they would come south. So I've I've always uh, I've always appreciated all corvids, really mm-hmm. uh, crows and ravens. And uh, yeah, decided to uh, I really like that mythology tale of thought and memory, and which one is more important. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, this chart might um, have helped you. Ravens are a little bit bigger than crows. They mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, have pointier beaks. Um, both birds are very intelligent. Um, the crow is going to go, caw, caw. <laughs> Whereas the raven makes kind of a sound more like Marge Simpson clearing her voice. So there's some differences. Yeah, it's, it's more of a croak uh, yeah. in, instead of having... A croak than a yell. Uh, I'm not sure what the word is here, but just this, this kind of percussive opening to the vocalization mm-hmm. with that hard C. Uh, crows and ravens both actually make a lot of different vocal calls. Mm-hmm. Ravens kind of more so. Mm-hmm. You know, they actually, they can mimic, uh, as we've seen, uh, hauntingly on the yeah. internet. Uh, but yes, uh, both very intelligent birds, uh, both large black birds. Um, crows move in groups. Typically, and ravens, you'll see them in pairs. Crows are urban, mm-hmm. and ravens are rural. I understand that crows are relatively the size of pigeons, a little bit larger, whereas a raven is can be more the size of a, uh, a hawk, mm-hmm. like a small hawk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And crows live about eight years, and ravens live about 30 years. Fucking Jesus. And that fact stuck in my craw a little bit. Um, okay. I found myself a little outraged on behalf 
of the crows. Let's this play is the inappropriate outrage chicks. corner sting. They are virtually identical birds. Uh, to my eyes, I'm not an ornithologist, but they're the same fucking bird, and one gets to live four times longer than the other. Mm-hmm. Why? It's like we're in, uh, if we were living in Middle Earth. Oh, yeah. Okay. And you have these two, uh, outwardly, uh, physiological identical species, humans and elves. The elves have pointy ears. But while, while humans in Middle Earth are lucky to drag their old tired bones to the age of 80, elves are still spry and healthy at yeah. the age of 350. I don't know, they could be functionally immortal. Although I, I do think the battle at Helm's Deep probably brought down the life, uh, expectancy of elves in general. 80s is like in their tweens at 80. Elves are like in their tweens at the age of 80, right? Something like that. I don't remember the whole myth, but I, I do know, I mean, they can, they can certainly outlive your average human by four times. And that's got to create a lot of uh, class resentments. Sure. And I don't know if there's class resentments between crows and ravens. I looked into it and these are in the wild lifespans mm-hmm. where on an average lifespan, whereas in captivity, I did find Crows can live to be quite a bit older, um, up to 40. Um, there was one, and this might not be true, of a crow in captivity that lived to the age of uh, 55 or something. Ravens, on the other hand, in captivity have been known to live up to be 80 years old. Yeah. But that is Bucking. in wow. captivity. That's pretty wild. And it makes me wonder if there's something about the urban lifestyle of crows that is causing that um, longevity issue. I mean, yeah. We, we know that a metropolis is a, is a viper pit, a den of sin and iniquity. Uh, Gun violence. Drug use. Mm-hmm. Homosexuality. Mm. Yeah. I don't know if that's what you're going for. It's, uh, no, not at all. But, yeah. um, you know, we, we haven't really looked at the stats uh, when it comes to the rural lifestyle. Yeah. Also, we're looking probably more fentanyl, so, more meth. Does this... Translate inter, 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 interspecially? No. Like, no? Okay. Not at all. I just wanted to waste everyone's time with that. <laughs> and I'm done. Joe. Well, hey, no. I think that the crows uh, are – we don't always have to anthropomorphize everything. You know, I think that the crows having this uh, stat going on, uh, it's, it's worth talking about. It doesn't always have to be about if it's humans too. I was just, just curious. You know, my, you know, my sympathy to the crows looking my sympathy over to the crows. at those pairs of ravens who they know are going to live four times longer than them. Yeah, I suppose. Think of how much more they can get accomplished. Yeah. Fair enough. They can actualize their dreams. So of course, you know, uh, as we say about crows and elves, um, Sorry, crows and humans. The flame that that burns twice as bright burns half as long, yeah. and that could be what's happening there. I'm pretty sure that was uh, one of the major lines in that film, The Crow. It was, really? No, no, they didn't say that. Oh. No, the best line from that was, of course, when the cop said, What the crap? Yep. Yep. That's, yeah. that's the top IMDb quote on that <laughs> film. What the crap? Uh, well, I actually have a, a very simple and straightforward headspace this week. Started playing The Last Guardian. Took a couple days off, so I haven't like gotten super far in it. But uh, this uh, video game, done of course by the developers at the Sony Japan studio for PlayStation, uh, they did the uh, Shadow of the Colossus. 
Yeah, just beautiful, sorry. Beautiful game. Shadow of the Colossus. Years, years, years back. They might not have even originally developed it, but they ended up platforming it for PlayStation. And uh, a, a great and beautiful game. And this uh, kind of follow-up, this spiritual follow-up is it's amazing. I mean, just like in the way it looks and like the actual... The AI of the animal that follows you around your companion is uh, extremely natural. So natural. There's there's no point at which that illusion is broken for me, really. Uh, whereas, you know, with your own avatar, the controls can be a little kind of gummy or whatever and be a little odd. Um, the surroundings... Uh, and and everything in your companion is it's all really brilliant. So I played little, a little, little bit late of this to game. the little late to it, but I'm I'm playing this game and I'm absolutely. Not, I haven't it. played too much, so I ca- I cannot spoil it for you except that um it is uh, an adventure and. But in behavior, I feel more of a cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just uh, but but brilliant, and what they do with the uh, coloring of the eyes, you know, um, the way that uh. A, a lot of eyes can reflect light, mm, uh, yeah. like at nighttime, especially animal eyes, which are wild. Yeah. The animal's eyes will change in a really beautiful way, kind of indicating one thing or another. And sometimes you really need to watch out for that. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, last guardian, fucking brilliant, beautiful game. I'm loving it. <laughs> to the show there's still like some tiny things some some tidbits some headlines that i just want to like toss out there uh i just want to mention uh on tucker watch tucker carlson uh 
a few days ago, a week ago, whatever, was decrying the FBI and a lot of government agencies because that's the move right now. That's kind of what the right is doing. Yeah, um, yeah suddenly they're uh, defund the police all of a sudden. Yeah, weird. So uh, there was a, an Amish, sorry, an Amish farm that was, you know, selling its uh, dairy and its uh, livestock and everything and doing this, doing this whole jam. But there were uh, some some COVID restrictions that they kind of had to comply to. And so they did all that. But then they didn't go all the way. And there's been this whole thing that played out. They ended up getting, I guess, raided in a sense. But not by, like, the FBI. I think the FDA went in for, like, a big surprise inspection and ended up saying, no, you have to shut down. You're not up to code. Right? So Tucker Carlson decided to take on uh, the FDA. Uh, for their raids on farms of of all natural products, his his big angle. COVID just COVID though. I, I mean, usually when they usually when the FDA shuts something down like that, it's unpasteurized milk or, or cheese. Well, I think that that's what they ended up coming around to, right? Um, Which I've point, had Amish unpasteurized milk, and look, uh, and that's uh, I'm not I'm not dope. trying to get into a debate about raw milk and dairy. Uh, it's fucking fine. Yeah, I don't think you're an idiot for having it, but also you should understand what you might be getting into. Oh, yeah. yeah. It could be deadly. Yeah. Um, but just to say, Tucker Carlson's uh, take on this was that shouldn't we be supporting these farms? They're making good, wholesome milk, like without, you know, all the uh, industry and everything else and all the hormones that, you know, cause trans people. Right. Or whatever. You know, like he basically came out to say that. Big milk is putting trans hormones and things like that, so your your kids will, you know, be gay or be trans and have uh, I don't know some some type of gender dysmorphia because of milk hormones. And this is just a fucking out of nowhere. Like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? I thought it's- you guys were talking about. Government overreach on farms. They've been I know, talking about this for a while, but I think they've for sure. I feel like it's been all about the soy lately. But like the 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 leap there. I guess it was maybe an easy leap for him to make to talk about one thing and then just fucking pile on with some with some anti trans shit. Yeah, he's doing some some vocal jazz improv. Like, yeah, like some of the greats. Ah, God, he's going disgusting. off script. You know he's going to be running in twenty twenty four, right? <laughs> anyway. I also wanted to mention, for those who haven't heard, student loan forgiveness is a thing that's been going around. Uh, and uh, I just want to mention it mainly because, A, that's cool, uh, I'm for it, but B, you know that the conservatives are pissed off about this. Why Everybody's so pissed off about this. everything? What I'm saying is... Can we is, just take a moment well, as no. progressives and say... Something got accomplished. Sure. Against all odds. Something that will help people. Well, here's what I'm here's what I'm getting to in it. People like Marjorie Taylor Greene and Ben Shapiro, of course, got super uppity about the whole fucking yeah. deal. And people pointed out really quickly that Ben Shapiro had over twenty grand in college loans forgiven. Marjorie Taylor Greene had over $180,000, I think, in PPP loans forgiven. Oh, this forgiven. is fun. Did you say somebody pointed out? Did you say somebody pointed I out? I said somebody pointed out. Oh, no. 
the White House Twitter feed. Yes, it was the White House Twitter feed that called out MTG. Say what you want about the messaging of Democrats generally and their willingness to tout their own accomplishments. Mm-hmm. Um, they're getting savage oh. on this one, and I am here for it. Yeah, it's about time they build up some clout. They're going to need that. And Biden had come out recently at a press conference and said, I'm not going to apologize for doing something to help the American people, especially since Wall Street has received trillions of dollars. Uh, Yeah, I'm sorry. Anybody who's mad about a generation of people who are about to shuffle into the workforce uh, shackled to debt, Mm -hmm. getting some financial relief, I mean, was was your rage present there for the Wall Street bailout? The right. auto industry bailout, the airlines bail, the air, mm-hmm. airline industry bailout, that uh, trillions of dollars in tax cuts uh, that were passed during the Trump administration for the wealthy. Yeah, a little inconsistent. Yeah, a little bit. So I, I brought it up mainly for that point is that you know some of the some of the more prominent people who tried got total loan forgiveness on their PPP loans. Yeah, didn't even have to pay taxes on that free money um, because they didn't have to count it as income. Yeah. We might talk sometime in the future about things like that and the way loan debt is accrued and everything else, but we're not doing that this episode. I wanted to bring it up because it's a thing that's happening. That's cool. Um, Breezing through this, one more thing to mention. Probably the biggest news out of all of this, Dan Harmon has announced that there will be a movie. Yes. There has been six seasons and there will be a movie. Like he's, he's saying it's not a matter of if, but when, uh, talks have been going for some time now. You know, the whole crew got together and did a table read sometime during the pandemic, 2020, mm. 2021. I just figured, you know, once they all got together, some magic would occur and, um, this movie would end up uh, making manifest. Um, and here we are. Here we are. I call it. Okay, so we're about ready to get into it. One thing real quick, though. This is going to be my little bit of a call to action. Something that I want to talk about probably on next week's episode is union busting. You've probably been hearing about a lot of Starbucks, mainly one Starbucks that ended up shutting down over concerns of safety. People have dug into it. There have been eight incidents where police were called in the past like uh, 90 days or something, but also not a single police report was filed. They were actually starting to talk unionization. And so, yeah, some of the people that found out they were out of a job, like kind of, you have 24 hours notice that you are now fired, mm-hmm. basically. They were, they were trying to unionize that Starbucks. And they're saying that this is the whole reason they actually shut down that location. And it had nothing to do with safety concerns uh, or anything yeah. else. So I want to dig into Some that. nasty so, and illegal union-busting ta- uh, tactics yeah. from Starbucks, a corporation that I personally hate. Mm-hmm. Although the people that work there are the lifeblood of the company. Yeah, and man. I love them. Can't blame people for having a job most of the time. Shout out to my extremely hardworking and patient Starbucks peeps that are listening. Right. So... If uh, you have anything to say about that, uh, experiences that you might have had past or present, or any uh, just anything to add to a conversation like that, uh, again, hit us up at that email, we're trying show at gmail.com, and uh, we can open up a dialogue. And uh, yeah, we're asking anybody that might want to share their experiences to share them on our, our format. Uh, otherwise, we're just going to talk about what we can find out. We're talking so, about birds or whatever the fuck. Birds. So I'm going to open this up with um, a quick thing. It's a local thing. 
uh, and I'm going to try to opening us up. Um, well, I <laughs> to the uh, look. We went through the A block. Uh, we're in the B block, which gets a little bit more serious, okay. right? So recently here in Texas, we've uh, I guess it was actually last year uh, that the legislation was passed. Schools are opening again and opening really full force after the pandemic, uh, where we still saw a lot of school closures last year, right? There is a legislation that was passed in the state constitution, or it's, the, it's a Senate bill, a Senate Bill 797. It says, and there's parts of this that are straight from uh, the bill. It requires a public elementary school or secondary school to display the national motto and God we trust in a conspicuous place if a poster or framed copy of the motto is, quote, donated for display or purchased from private donations and made available to the school. Basically, the thing to understand about it, the, they have put in the language of uh, must. They don't say required, but it says a school must display it if it is given to them. Mm -hmm. And it is fitting certain other qualifications, meaning it needs to have an American flag or a Texan flag, and it needs to have the words, in God we trust, no other imagery, no other text. Hmm. Those are the stipulations. So they have a format that they are going for, and they just want people to stick to that format, right? By the way, Bill 797 was uh, passed 106 yeas to 35 nays. So pretty strong support in the state. I wonder who those 35 nays are. I could have looked it up. At the... But at this point, now that we're actually starting to see all those posters uh, and those donations pour into all these schools that are opening for the season. Enter Chaz Stevens, Floridian, which is I'm sure how he introduces himself. <laughs> Chaz Stevens, Floridian. Um, so he's a bit of an artist and I guess like um, a litigious uh, activist or whatever. He just, he proposes a lot of legislation. Uh, I don't think he does lawsuits quite as much. It's just that he kind of like jibs and jabs at government over stuff. Uh, he started a fundraiser to distribute posters with the national motto written in Arabic. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. And uh, I've seen the imagery for it. And let me tell you, it looks good. <laughs> um, he also has announced that, you know, ultimately he has plans for doing it in you know, Spanish, Hindi, and other languages. Um, but his his whole point is that as an artist, he wants to be art forward. And when he he looks at English, he doesn't see that it looks good. Yeah, Arabic actually looks very good as a language. I think that we can all agree to that. From, it's a, beautiful. from a design perspective? Yes, yes. No, it looks absolutely. Um, but yeah, so he's he started a fundraiser to purchase the posters um, and then donate them anonymously. I think that at this point, they've got around $33,000 on his fundraiser. By the way, that's on GoFundMe. It's called Messing with Texas IGWT. Nice. It's missing W Texas IGWT and God we trust, right? This guy is also at one point he petitioned the state of Florida to ban Bibles from schools because it was after they started removing a lot of books from schools. A fair point. Don't yeah. know. Don't know where that's gone. Uh, Say what you want about Florida, man. Um, Chaz Stevens. Chaz Stevens is uh, as a Floridian a partner in arms.
This week, uh, we wanted to talk about a few things. Uh, I wanted to open up with uh, some news that I had heard out of New Mexico. Uh, In case you didn't hear, in April, uh, the U.S. Forest Service has started two prescribed fires in northern New Mexico. But within just a few hours, uh, the fire was passing containment lines in multiple areas in a region that didn't have adequate resources. Uh, so you and I were actually on that road trip and, uh, we were coming back through New Mexico while some of these fires were going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you recall, um, it's kind of hard to avoid fire season at this point. Right. Well, so this one went on to become the largest fire in New Mexico's recorded history. Mm-hmm. Uh, over 341,000 acres of, of woods have, and land have, have burned. That's so, so sad. Yeah. Right. Um, that's a that's along like a forty mile long path that goes up into some mountains uh, that destroys uh, you know homes, farmlands, and watersheds. Uh, so one of the sorry, out of all that land, over eighty thousand uh, acres are classified as severely burned, which means that the soil doesn't hold on to any of the rainwater, right? And so you end up getting flash flooding. Uh, and your flash flooding is full of burn remnants. They're saying they're calling it just a burn scar mm-hmm. because uh, the the land is reduced enough, and you have uh, at this point you have actually a lot of uh, metals and things which aren't typically in water and soil, and a whole lot of what they're just saying is excess nutrients, uh, including carbon. Like the the mixture there is not conducive to life. It can make for fertilizer under circumstances, but not whenever the soil is also just burnt away and all everything is burnt out of the soil. Mm-hmm. And it can't even hold on to water, right? Um, so they end up, you know, they have like a monsoon season, uh, like a lot of places in the south and the southwest where you just have like really heavy rains for a while and it's really dry for the rest of the time. Mm-hmm. So they were kind of relying uh, on this monsoon season to bring them the rain that they kind of need to kind of get by. But there's flash flooding uh, from the ash and debris and everything. Uh, current levels is kind of toxic for plants, uh, animals, and that's what fills their water tables. Ugh. And that's also what they're supposed to be farming with if they have any land left in outlying areas. For areas that do have natural flowing water that might have fish and other things in them, that water that this runoff is getting into is now fucking toxic and it doesn't support life. 
Like, the area is fucking ruined. It's awful. Um, so there are, I, I think I wrote here, hundreds of people. But really, uh, the city of Las Vegas, New Mexico, has over 13,000 people. Uh, that's just one area. Um, there are, you know, many more out there, obviously. But in Las Vegas, which relies on water water from the mountains and the monsoon season. They yeah, and the uh, the snow the snow runoff, the snow runoff. Uh, which, which goes into the river, uh, the Col- it's the Colorado River that leads into Lake Mead, and then all the way down to Mexico. There's less and less snow runoff as well, so it's not it's not just a lack of precipitation, high heat levels, higher than usual. Also, and I've seen a video of how quickly water soaks into the ground when the ground has already received rainfall versus how it soaks into the ground when it's been uh, drought conditions. Right. It's crazy. It won't soak into the ground yeah. when the ground is dry. Yeah. It just creates flash flooding. It's fucking wild. Yeah. And that's what we see with like the high content, uh, high clay content soil out here in Texas. It's soil and, and local wildlife that's meant to survive droughts. And specifically, uh, what I was saying is the city of Las Vegas, 13,000 people. At the time we were recording this, they have, I believe, less than 30 days of usable water. Uh, the, I, I want to say the mayor is uh, saying that they're trying to bring in some really industrial filtration to try to get usable water uh, out of what's coming in. And that is going to end up like tainting their water table and like taking fucking everything up. It's they're kind of in a pinch over it. You know, uh, there is another place, a village of Chacon. That's it's only around like uh, 150 people or some such like that. But they have a spring that gives water to the village and a crack in a large rock because of the fires diverted the water. Oh God. And the whole city was out of water over a hundred people. They were out of water for like three days. There was just nothing. Uh, they had to like work to get it redirected back to these people that like built their fucking villages around it. And the U S forest service started this fire and they just finished up doing a probe where they basically said, yeah, there were, multiple flags that we should have acknowledged. We had it on the schedule and we just decided to go ahead and we can blame it on erratic winds. True. We couldn't really foresee that, but also we should have checked ourselves earlier for this region. They obviously, they need the state to come in and give resources to monitoring their water and trying to make sure it's usable because this is a disaster, but the Bureau of water management and the state, they are so kind of like slim resources and backlogged with the territory they have to cover that it's about 10 years between visits. And they were just in this region recently, like a year or two ago. So, so what, not a priority. They're saying that because of resources, it's actually very difficult to make that happen. And so they're kind of locked up in a spot too, where they're trying to get the state to step in and say like, Hey, can you, help us with this toxic water situation. Mm-hmm. Nobody's using the word toxic, but I mean, let's face it, it's poisonous <laughs> to plants and animals alike. You know what I mean? Yeah. So just like a fucking really, really fucked up thing to be happening. Now the wildfire is one thing and that's like a symbol of, you know, times to come. But the other thing about this, like now that the fire is out and people are like, all right, well let's get to work and rebuild. We're finding further problems with water urban areas yeah um you know talking about rural areas like uh, las vegas new mexico also areas like 
Las Vegas, Nevada, facing water shortages. Also, I mean, it's been a you know a long time drought all throughout the American uh, West. Lake Mead, uh, when we passed it, was pretty fucking low. It is lower still. They just had some rains and some flash flooding, uh, mm-hmm. so we haven't heard monsoon season. <laughs> Maybe that's covered up some of the uh, dead bodies. And um, yeah, the, these lowering lake levels are revealing all kinds of fascinating things. We've got. You know, archaic, uh, you know, like World War II uh, aquatic technology, mm-hmm. um, corpses, dinosaur footprints here in Texas, 130 million right, year right. old dinosaur fossilized footprints, ancient inscriptions of dire warnings for the future of humanity, <sighs> suffering man made horrors beyond our comprehension. Yeah. Um, hopefully that gets covered up again pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> Covered up with the right kind of stuff because you got to bury that one in a certain way. Another place that is uh, dear to your heart is Salt Lake City, uh, New. Um, yes, yeah, Salt, Salt Lake, Lake City, City Utah. Yeah, <laughs> and they are facing a kind of looming calamity as the Great Salt Lake water oh, levels yeah, get yeah. lower and lower, and it starts right. to dry up. It's creating like a toxic dust or some shit. A toxic. Huh? dust due to the um some of the toxic components in the lake again excess nutrients rising up and possibly descending on the valley that is uh salt lake city almost almost certainly descending on the valley because of inversion and causing widespread airborne toxic basically i mean we're looking at a fucking poison gas that is descending on salt lake yeah they've been very slow to act um it's kind of hard to know what to do except they've tried to pipe in salt water from uh the west coast there they were trying to bring in massive amounts of ocean water Mm. to try to replenish it and also keep the salinity of it within expected uh boundaries I don't know if that's going to happen or not. I haven't heard anything else. It's just a request that was made. This could be really bad. I don't know how that could be worked out. And I hope that they can come up with a solution. Man's in ingenuity. Um, you know, we can come up with uh, we can come up with a good temporary solution to a problem at the last fucking second. We're pretty good at that. We're not great about forward thinking, sure. long term thinking. Sure, uh, but we're sometimes good at saving our own lives when mm. things get super dire. Uh, we're pretty damn good at that, generally. Yeah. Generally. I would hope that what doesn't happen is people just kind of, like, turn to God. I mean, you can do that if you want, but here's the thing. If God's coming back, he might go after false prophets first, and Salt Lake City, he's going to be looking at y'all. So, I don't know. Maybe that's happening. like Waterworld with Kevin Costner or more like, um, I would say Mad Max, but that's more petroleum focused than water. So I'm going to say Tank Girl with uh, Lori Petty and Ice-T. Uh, what do you think? Is it going to be the former or the latter? Or is it just going to be like seasonal where we flip back and forth? I don't think it would be so severe as Waterworld. That's 
pretty whimsical in its expectations. I, I don't think that uh, the melting glaciers would remove all topographical features. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's a lot of shit that's above sea level. Uh, you got to go pretty far inland to get to those areas, too. A lot of the mountain ranges and everything else. So uh, to think that it would be just like some strings of islands that are former mountain peaks, I've never seen the movie. Not, I mean, we do have an idea of how much water there is on the planet, and um, as far as I know, it's not enough to completely swallow the land. To be However, water. it is enough to swallow some of our beloved coastal areas. Oh, yeah. And no, land as mass, well as several, several islands. Landmass will disappear, and uh, we, will, we will create new myths about lost cities. Yeah, oh, that was another thing that was uncovered, was I, an entire lost island that was yeah, submerged. Right? I, I want to say that I think that my uh, uh, my hopeful idea of the future is that it, we would live long enough to see the death of our star. You know what I mean? No. No, like see, uh, my hope for the future is that we eradicate ourselves before <laughs> causing the total extinction of all life on this planet I'm, by ruining the water, among other things that we could be doing. That's what's bound to happen. I was just trying to reference. Uh, I think Shadow and Claw by uh, what's his name in the eighties. A very well known and topical reference. Yep. My apologies. So water. Let's talk about it. It's super fucking depressing. Some places have too much. Catastrophic (laughs) floods in Europe last summer. Here in the U.S., we've had five one thousand year floods uh, just in the last five weeks. Probably Mm. have to redefine what those are. Yeah. uh, Pretty soon, including Death Valley and most recently in Dallas. Alternatively, many areas are being affected by heat and drought, uh, like the American West, uh, plagued by wildfires, uh, forcing firefighters to get creative and go further and further to access water resources that are so critical to extinguishing the fire. So some 70% of the Earth's surface is covered by water. Most of that is oceans. Um, we're only looking at about a, a 3% potential potable water. And of that, only about 0.3% is usable by humans. The rest is in oceans, soils, ice caps, and floating in the atmosphere. Of that 0.3%, much of that is unattainable because it's in closed aquifers uh, that feed into rivers and lakes. Mm-hmm. Here in Texas, most of the most of the potable water we get is from aquifers, and actually right. con- continuing on through to the California coast. These aquifers took thousands of years to fill and they will take thousands of years to fill again after we empty them. Yeah. And right now we are pumping water uh, here in Texas at a multiple times rate that is beyond sustainable. It doesn't just fill back up every time we have a monsoon season. We get a little bit of rain, the aquifers are full again. Unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. Right. I mean, it would have worked that way. It did work that way for some time. Well, before we started pumping the quantity of water out uh, at some five times the rate at which it can be refilled. Yeah, basically the the modern world and post-industrial society, or I guess industrialized society, uh, just the last fucking 30 to 50 years is what what fucking changed everything. Because for the entirety of the existence of the human race, humans have traveled but settled around sources of water. It's the one thing that cannot like ever be substituted or you yeah. will die within just a handful of days. Without yeah, it. Humans no. drink about a gallon of water a day. 
that's just drinking water. And anyone that's been through a water outage knows you use a lot more water just on a day-to-day basis than just for drinking. Yeah. No, yeah. And people might say like, well, I don't drink that much water, like just water, because you drink soda and you drink iced tea and you drink beer and yeah, there's like no water this, there's no water in any stuff. of that stuff um yeah right? that's that's why you end up having health problems related to not drinking water well yeah i mean uh, you're still getting life. water yeah I'm you're getting, getting, a hard you're, seltzer getting right now. you're getting some kind of lubricant that allows your body to fucking move <laughs> and function but it ends up fucking grinding to a halt like a fucking motor without oil mm. when you're ahead of time you know what i mean I've seen that within uh, my own family, and I myself was ever just like, oh, yeah, things have water in them. I'm like, no. Now that I'm I'm an adult, I'm like, oh, You got to keep your body nice and lubed. Just think of your body like but a lubed car with engine. actual water. Yes. Not, not, water not soda. Way. Sorry, I'm coming after the soda drinkers. Fuck you guys. We're trying to show at <laughs> gmail.com. So most of the potable water here uh, in Texas and many places uh, is not going into human mouths, uh, but to livestock and the crops that they eat. Mm-hmm. And here's a fun fact. The most conservative estimate that I found on the internet is that a quarter pound fast food burger that costs $3 takes about 650 gallons of water to create. Fucking Jesus. One $3 burger. That is the amount of... I'm assuming that's with cheese and mayonnaise in a bun, sure. uh, because you got to grow, you got to grow uh, those wheat crops. You have to sustain that cow. Well, I mean, it would be uh, nice to know whether or not that's the all-inclusive burger and with all ingredients or not, because that does make kind of a stark difference, right? Sure, Staying that's why some just... people say it's more like fourteen uh, hundred gallons. Okay, so. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> Yeah, because uh, like I said, this is 650. That comes from um, industry raising the livestock, industry funded estimations. Yeah, <laughs> versus the much larger estimations that came out after a nine year study prior to that. Oh, well, yeah. there you go. Yeah, there's always those angles, huh? Uh, Thirty five gallons for a cup of coffee. Um, so burgers can be that cheap because they don't reflect the true cost of the water resources, given that it's a necessity to sustain life and uh, it's increasing scarcity in a time of climate change. Water is subsidized for farmers, uh, usually, which allows for some pretty water-intensive crops in some pretty dry regions that you wouldn't expect to find things like almonds, pistachios, rice in areas that you wouldn't normally expect. And we don't always employ the most effective uh, means of irrigating those crops either. More and more countries are starting to eat like Americans. Mm -hmm. The whole world ate like Americans eat. There isn't enough water on the planet to to sustain that type of diet. Yeah. Now we've talked, I think, on the show in the past about the uh, the environmental costs of uh, factory farming and, you know, industrialized agriculture. But I don't know that we had those numbers. That's pretty fucking wild. And this has been a rough year just for people thinking about their own drinking water. Um, the drinking water is running out. Um, you know, they've tried to impose uh, water restrictions. Um, mm-hmm. tr- not tried, that's I been guess. Going, like, it's been rich, going around all over the place Wealthy for people don't, don't yeah. tend to abide by water restrictions. And, you know, every year... There's a list of shame just here in Austin with, you know, the abusers of water during water restriction every summer. Who are the people who have their broken irrigation systems? Who are the people that are watering their their big giant fucking lawns to keep that shit green? And officials have... 
pretty much taking a, uh, a wait-and-see approach, just kicking that can down the road uh, for the most part, uh, rather than impo- uh, really impose and enforce unpopular water restrictions and people. And water's a public utility. Like, it comes out of the tap. You can use as much as you like. People have a tendency to not drink their tap water, but rather pay quite a lot of money for a bottle for twelve ounce <laughs> uh, plastic bottles of water yeah. uh, that they bring into their house. I don't know what the markup on that they, is. It's they give them by the case, and that case is also like shrink wrapped in more plastic, which always blows my fucking mind that people elect to do that. I know water doesn't taste great around here this time of year. Sure. Um, it is safe to drink as far as I know. I, I'm going to trust the water report that I get every year. Not everyone should trust <laughs> their, their local water supply or they should take at face value what they're being told about their water supply that, the, you know, their well water needs to be boiled before they drink it or whatever. I always find it kind of dismaying the amount of money people are willing to pay for bottled water that is like imported. And yeah, when it comes to water restrictions, and I just heard a guy from California be like, they they'll I'll let my lawn go brown over my dead body. It's my God-given right to God wants me to keep my lawn green. Like people get really psychotic about it yeah. <clears throat> about their being asked to limit their water usage. But Wall Street uh is thinking a little bit differently. As of 2020, water has joined Gold, oil, and other commodities traded on Wall Street, says Tim McCourt, CME Group Executive, with nearly two-thirds of the world's population expecting to face water shortages by 2025, water scarcity presents a growing risk for to profit from, uh, presumably that quote ends. Goldman Sachs <laughs> predicted that water would be the petroleum of the 21st century. You know, we've seen Pepsi and Coke and Corona uh, down in Mexico, mm. uh, bottling plants uh, swoop into a region like uh, in India and essentially privatize the water supply, uh-huh. the public water supply with government permission to draw millions of gallons a day to great animosity and protest from locals. You know, I don't want to just drop this all casually, but... It is a true thing that Coca-Cola funded paramilitaries for union-busting efforts uh, in South America. Our mothers were pregnant African women thrown overboard while crossing the Atlantic Ocean on slave ships. We were born breathing water as we did in the womb. We built our home on the seafloor, unaware of the two-legged surface dwellers, until their world came to destroy ours. With cannons, they searched for oil beneath our cities. Their greed and recklessness forced our uprising. Tonight, we remember. Y'all remember how deep it go? Started from the bottom. Y'all remember how deep it go? For y'all had to come back deep. Y'all remember when it used to be deep. So deep. So, so deep. Ay. When y'all swam about y'all mama while y'all mama was asleep. So deep, so, so deep, ay. And y'all remember when y'all had the dance floor lit. Dark, no two-step deep. Y'all don't even sweat deep. As deep as it gets. Dreaming dead asleep and keeping time. Y'all heartbeat deep. Y'all heartbeat deep. And all the fishes had their eyes bugged out. Cause y'all dancing underwater and y'all don't get wet and the dark smelled sweet and y'all tails touch reef y'all feed off the bottom but now y'all remember y'all remember 
remember when the deep got hot when y'all moved on up how y'all used to argue about the water getting warmer still y'all loved a little bit of light up in the deep so deep so so deep hey y'all remember saying how it couldn't be them two legs cause y'all came from two legs and y'all mamas would have loved y'all if they could have breathed but they wasn't ready for the deep so deep so so deep hey y'all remember when the first blast came And the beat fell off, and the dreams got woke, and the light bent bad, and the fish's belly up, and them coral castles crumbled cause they wasn't quite enough, and conversation used to break like the floor quaked, like the bleached bones, and the thin friends fled from their home, but the blast wouldn't stop cause they wanted black gold, and them no gills had to feel it cause they couldn't be told. Regime change that no please, no calm seas, let the water rise. So deep, so, so deep. Oil slick upon the sleeper was an awful thing to realize. If the two legs want to wake the dead, they gon' have to bring more fire. Y'all is closer to the earth, so deep. And y'all was talking how to get up in their heads and got to being real inspired. Circumstances of the birth has got y'all feeling like an army. Better yet a navy, and they gone gave y'all the blessing. Now y'all going crazy. They live with green up on the surface, but they ain't deep. That pistol shrimp and knock a two leg off his feet. Y'all perfecting the steam void to rip up their ships. They using sonar as second language. Y'all fluent with it. And all the dreamers is woke now with nightmare swim. But everybody heard that bloop. No, y'all coming for them. On the day that y'all first came about the water So, so deep How the breaking of the surface showed the sky without a border And the air was so much hotter So, so deep How the woke dreamer screamed and it rose ties And the waves stretched up like a mountain high And the no gills gasped and they closed eyes And they prayed to their gods and they asked why And then y'all cried too Cause y'all recognized mama in the faces of the ones that y'all would terrorize They were sisters and brothers They were the babies born about the water Not connected to each other Not a knowledge of the one drop But they had to learn today Y'all at one shot let the sun burn today Let them feel the dark even deeper today Make a two leg a believer today let them know that they don't woke a sleeper from a sleep So deep That y'all been dancing without any feet So, so deep Is the nerve that they struck with a blast That they broke with a drill That they burnt with a gas Y'all remember So deep Sunshine Ride on Y'all remember So deep Sunshine Ride on Y'all remember So deep Sunshine Ride on Y'all remember when y'all had to let them breathe Ride on Aye. There's obviously more to say Well the Things look very, very bleak and very dire And they have for a long time But we're finally starting to see these these crises that we've been talking about for decades actually manifest um, yeah. during our lifetime. So mm-hmm. that's something to look forward to. That's something for your kids and your grandkids mm-hmm. to look forward to. Well, one more thing that I kind of, I, I heard about and I feel like it fits into this angle a little bit just to kind of one up you on it being fucked up. So you, you had mentioned, you know, sometimes people have too much water and that's not a good thing. <laughs> Uh, obviously, you know, we think of, uh, areas along, uh, 
coastal coastal areas and the Gulf of Mexico is a big one and New Orleans is a place that we've seen just in not so long ago history and basically almost every year they're at risk for some really bad flooding whenever uh, you know hurricanes come in so there was uh, some funding that was to be allocated for one of their projects uh, it was uh, let's see the new sewage and water board power plant planning and construction and uh, it was supposed to be $39 million. It was approved, and this is infrastructure for the Orleans Parish, uh, the greater city of New Orleans, being able to prepare themselves for floods and manage their water infrastructure. But that funding is being held up by basically a trigger law around Roe v. Wade being overturned. Oh? Yeah, the state of New Orleans had some trigger laws in effect. Uh, I guess more than one, or I don't know, they, they were trigger happy. And whenever Roe v. Wade was overturned not so long ago, several laws went into effect that outright ban abortion in the state, right? But in response to that, the city of New Orleans, uh, they passed a resolution telling law enforcement within the respective jurisdictions of the parish, uh, the Orleans parish, uh, to not enforce the ban on abortion. And apparently they passed a few laws on the matter in the state, more than one, which leaves hospitals confused on which one they're supposed to be following. Uh, they're a little unclear. So there was a situation with one woman whose uh, fetus was diagnosed with a crania. This is basically always fatal. Uh-huh. Um, and this should be covered by one of, by some of the exceptions, which are also codified in these laws. But because there's so many laws and not knowing which one takes the ultimate precedent here, hospitals are concerned that whatever doctor does a procedure will face prosecution. Right. And so she's been denied access to abortion, even with a, a an absolutely fatal condition right. for the fetus. The state of Louisiana is holding that money hostage, basically, because the city of New Orleans said, we don't want to enforce the abortion ban. And so now this, the state is saying, all right, well, you can't have your money and uh, for your infrastructure and your protection from floods and everything else. So uh, may, may God w- uh, wipe out all the sinners. There you go. Like uh, with a cleansing flood. Yeah. So to kind of bring that one home, I guess there's another, there's another episode we want to do in the future is, uh, you know, America's, uh, Old, ages old relationship with fascism and a great new relationship with Christian nationalism. Yeah, I'm sure that uh, Abbott has something he's holding over Austin, given Adler's announcement that yeah. they will not be criminalizing abortion in Austin as well, or in, enforcing the criminalization of abortion, I should say. Yeah. Allocating police resources right. to tracking down and prosecuting women that have sought abortions or the people that help them do so. I'm going to predict it here that he's going to have hold funding uh for certain maybe civil rights or um ooh probably i bet you he's gonna target like homeless uh resources sorry he's probably gonna target like resources for uh the unhoused people don't care about the unhoused and instead he'll take that money and give it straight to apd (laughs) and and state troopers and straight to law enforcement just like in case case your budget didn't get high enough this year trooper there I you don't go. know. I imagine. I don't. I, think I he predict can, that's going to be his. I move. do not think he can allocate funds. But then again, he's done some wild shit that I didn't think that he could do, like rounding up 
rounding up undocumented people and sending them to other cities. Putting them on a Greyhound bus to New York. (laughs) God, that's diabolical. It's... I mean, it's... It's not evil, but it is... It's bonkers, man. It's bonkers. Thank you. Like, I'm trying to figure out... It's it's, Like, what's the term for what that is? (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a cartoonish kind of response, you know? Uh, And it's... It is evil, but it's not... Like, yeah, it's fine. Hey, Greg Abbott is cleaning God up our damn. streets. No, he's not. <laughs> he's just rounding people up and Mother sending them fuck. away. <sighs> so, hey, next week, uh, well, no. not next week, but two weeks from now, uh, our next show. And uh, you've got our email and skin. Uh, we're trying show at gmail.com. And we have an Instagram where you can also check out our funny topical memes and also... <laughs> contact us with uh, anything of substance. Most of you listeners probably have our personal fucking phone numbers too. So I'll tell you what. Uh, so I'll tell you what. We're going to be, we're, we're probably going to be, t- upcoming topics include unions, union busting, fight for workers' rights. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also going to be talking about uh, public school system, both here in Texas and throughout the country. We, you know, we've got other things about uh, revisits to right to repair the Satanic Temple, things that we have covered on the show in the past that have like evolved since then. Obviously, uh, tune in to see if we say anything that will get us sued by the notoriously litigious Satanic Temple. Uh, yeah, but uh, until such time as we get to these microphones again, we want to thank you for tuning in. And we want to give our thanks to KBSR for giving us this spot on the air. And we want to give mad thanks to Trevor Wren and the Mental State Fair for giving us the use of that theme song, Dying in Texas. And, of course, Alex Cuervo of Spectrostatic and also uh, Erie Family, the Hex Suspensers. Right now, Hex Suspensers on a European tour. So if you're listening in, I don't know. Europe. Europe. Uh, <laughs>